Our guidebook provides all the answers you never knew you sought on a variety of topics. While we may not have any credentials, expertise, or formal training on the topics we address, we do have some amusing anecdotes, and who knows, maybe you'll learn something along the way. This is what we call the Definitive Guide, and we are the Von Kuhlbergs. This episode is called Caffeine and Pets and may contain some adult language and themes. And uh, so I put my mortgage down. I went to bed. I closed the door. I locked it. The next morning, I get up and right square. I mean, he had to use a ruler to, I mean, it could have been more perfect in the middle. He took an enormous dump on my mortgage paper. <laughs> he, he could not, I mean, it couldn't have been more geometrically perfect. Uh, right in the middle. And I was like, what? What an ass. Oh, look at there. There's Armand. Well, and you are Ludacris von Kuhlberg. Today. Ludacris von Kuhlberg. That's, that's who I am. Are you, uh, are you a fan of the hip-hop star Ludacris? I don't know. It's about from... <laughs> <laughs> I like that you say that so matter-of-factly. Yeah, I mean... Maybe if I if I heard something and I recognized it, then maybe I know um, I know the name. Well, it would take a lot of time for me to go through my phone. I have some on my playlist, but he's really um, he's about his heyday was maybe 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, no, I know. We'll I don't love him. I just don't. I couldn't tell you anything. That we'll he, get to him soon because, like, your taste run, and not just yours, my taste, our taste run. This, you know, about twenty years behind in music. So you're saying you have him on your iPad? Your iPod? I do. Okay. Well, I don't have an iPod on my phone. I have him you, on my phone. My you don't iPod. have an iPod. All right. I no longer have an iPod. To okay, to our point. To our point. Um, I did want to uh, provide an update on something. All right. This way, hold on. This is the old business section of our podcast. Yeah. Then, okay, old business. Go ahead. Um, so, uh, several episodes ago, because I, you know, I, I want our listener, our listener, to know what's going on. By the way, notice what I'm doing there. I do, I, but there's two of them. Oh, our listeners, plural. Um, yeah. I want to let them know. So, um, it came out in the podcast that I may be drinking a little bit more caffeine than the average person. It's specifically uh, Coke. Di- well, Coca-Cola Zero. Um, but I was drinking, um, I'd say, about a half to a two-thirds a pot of coffee in the morning and going through about a 12-pack and some extra cans of uh, diet soda during the day. Okay. And also, I would like if I went out to lunch or dinner, uh, I would have... I would order those as well. Okay. And you, you, you made me feel like that was unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I only made you feel that way because it's, uh, because it's unhealthy. Um, so I've made some lifestyle choices in okay. a couple of weeks. 
I will have one or two cups of coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then I may or may not at lunch have, I actually have to have either a cup of coffee or another diet soda, um, at lunch and occasionally not always, but occasionally I might have one, uh, in the afternoon, but I'm done at three. So I'm really having like three cups of coffee and a diet soda, which does represent, well, that may be a lot still to many people. It, it was, represents, I'd say, like an 85% decrease in what I was consuming. And what, are, what has the impact of that been? There's been, there's been two things. Uh, I cannot stay awake much beyond 7.30 at night. <laughs> okay, so your, your body has gotten used to that enormous yeah. volume of yes. caffeine like right now uh i was i went you know right now it's about 6 45 p.m and i was hesitant to say let's uh podcast at this time because there's like a 50 50 chance that i will fall asleep while you're talking but the other thing that's happened- i get that a lot by the way <laughs> go on the other thing that's happening is um, oh shoot! Hold on. The other thing that's happening is I am dreaming now. I haven't dreamt or remembered dreaming in I couldn't tell you when. Every now and then I might have a dream, but now I am having intense, memorable dreams throughout most of the night. Uh, I still wake up once, sometimes twice in the middle of the night to go because I haven't quite. Um, I still have like the bladder of an old man, but uh, I'm dreaming. And so I looked it up like, is it bad if you're not dreaming? And it, and it, and it seemed to be that because of the caffeine, this is, this is the conclusions I've drawn. Because of the caffeine, I, am, I, I wasn't entering into like the deepest stage of sleep very often. Maybe I did a little bit. And now I am. But it also said that I've damaged the gray matter in my brain because uh, – you need to go into that sleep in order to clean. So I, I'm guessing, thanks to you, I now don't have that long to live. Thanks a lot. Well, that's an um, odd conclusion because I think I'm the one who's convinced you to, to change these habits. I know. My body, my body had adapted. I think I was functioning. You know, what I, you know what I call that? Evolution. You sent me back on the evolutionary ladder. Now, see, I, I don't think I'm doing anything to you. You are correcting a horrible <laughs> habit. And you are now starting to regenerate gray matter in your brain because you're finally getting rest. And the other thing is that you just mentioned your bladder of an old man is very likely tied to this volume of coffee and soda that you're drinking because they are diuretics. And um, I, I, if I, I have two cups of coffee in the morning yeah. and I went to this conference like a month ago and I, I went to the bathroom before I walked in and as I'm sitting there like 30 minutes later, I had to pee so bad. I almost had to walk out mid sentence of somebody talking to me because I could not imagine sitting there any longer. And I, I waited until they finished and I had to excuse myself and it was <laughs> an enormous pee, but it's because of the coffee is a yep. diuretic and that's why probably a contributing factor to the fact that you feel like you have to go to the bathroom all the time. See, 
First of all, I don't, I don't think you should be taking the high road here. You, you pretty much ruined my life. Let's just establish that. I had, I'd adapted. I could drink a few cups and not have to go to the bathroom. Um, and now I'm barely, I'm barely functional. <laughs> That's all. That's all I want to say. I was happy with who I was and where I was at. Uh, actually, I do, I do miss it. I am drinking a lot of Mio uh, flavor water enhancer. We should get money for saying that name, like a product placement or something like that. But um, I'm drinking a lot of that, so I think that's why I still am waking up once or twice. But yeah, I don't have the the diuretic effect. But I, um, I, I my body, myself, I just don't know what to make of my life right now. I, I mean, I am, I am probably better rested, uh, except that everything shuts down. Like I can't keep my eyes open come, uh, like nine, nine o'clock at night. I, I should say that I generally get up at four forty-five AM. So, that's, yeah, so that's normal. Yeah. So, so that you're now on, not on a drug induced, uh, high all the time. You're actually going to get appropriate amounts of sleep and wow. feel appropriate amounts of sleepiness. But, um, a couple other things that came to mind as yeah. you were talking. So did you say that you you drank all that coffee in the morning and then occasionally you would have a coffee in the afternoon with lunch? Uh, I I would stop drinking coffee. The latest I would have coffee, I would occasionally – I'm a big fan of breakfast for lunch. So if I had like an omelet or something, I would have coffee. But generally I just switched to diet soda and drank an obscene okay. amount. Because I, I found that uh, interesting. I, my grandparents and, and my grandparents' generation, I always found interesting when I would like go out to lunch. Like I'd go to a deli with my grandparents and they would get like a pastrami sandwich or even for dinner and, and a coffee. And it seemed to me an odd thing to drink coffee with a meal. Like to me, coffee is like a breakfast yeah. Early morning. I don't even. I don't. Yeah, just early morning, and then. But it's an old person thing to drink coffee with a meal. Like instead of oh. water or lemonade or iced tea, I'm going to have coffee, hot black coffee. You were basically looking for an opportunity to call me old. Is my. I think it might be an old Jewish thing. <laughs> um, I will not eat it with uh, breakfast food. Uh, you know what? Here, I have occasionally had it with peanut butter and jelly. If I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I'll have a cup of coffee. But that's usually because I have no other options. Like I'm out of all other liquids. If it's a choice between water and coffee, I might go with coffee. I, I will drink um, decaf sometimes in the evening, but it's more – I'm not drinking that with a meal. It's more – and it's usually more a winter thing. Like it's cold in my house, so I want to drink some decaf or something like that. But I, um, I've, I've pretty much been I, – I didn't realize the time today – I had a Diet Coke at 4.30, and I'm a little worried about how it's going to impact me. But I've been sleeping a lot because I've been on muscle relaxers, and apparently it's relaxed all my muscles, including the sleep muscle. <laughs> so I can't – I have not been able to stay awake, uh, awake. but I feel now I'm, I'm, I'm better. I think I'm going to be up probably all night tonight. Good for you. Thank Good you. For you. But I knew people wanted to know that update. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I truly enjoy the morning cup of coffee. Yeah. And like sometimes even at night I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get up in the morning and have my hot coffee. But like I don't I don't crave it at night. I don't crave it in the afternoon. I 
something about that morning cup of coffee is for me one of the pure joys in life. <laughs> and removing it, like like I think, if you replace it with green tea, yeah. you can remove eighty seven percent of the joy in your life. I I um, my wife and I had a fight because she was supposed. I like coffee. I have to have hazelnut creamer with my coffee. You <laughs> and oh, delicious. And we had no creamer in the house and she was going to stop off and get it and she didn't get it. And sometimes when I don't have my creamer, I'll just stare at her and I give her like the evil eye and she was in no mood for it. She was in no mood for it at all. So I used to be a creamer, not, I don't like flavors in my coffee, but I used to be a creamer guy. And then I switched, I powered through to just, and now I just do black. It, it is you should go for that because I used to travel a lot and it was always a hassle. I'd always have to like plan ahead for my creamers in the morning. <laughs> and it was like, sometimes if I were traveling and I was going through two or three days, I'd go to the grocery store and get a creamer and keep it in the, in the hotel fridge. So I had it because, but now that I go black it makes everything easier. I don't miss the creamer at all. How is that possible? You got to try it. The first couple days might be a little bit like, eh, but then, then once you get into the, especially if you have good coffee, if you have like a nice dark roast or something really nice, then you don't miss it. If it's crappy, if it's Maxwell House or Folgers Crystals, then I need cream. No. Well, we get uh, Duncan sometimes. Yeah, you don't need cream on that. Just try it. You know, the last time you, I took your advice about a beverage, it completely changed my sleep cycle. I'm a little worried to take your advice on that. You are becoming a healthier, better human being. Do I look healthier to you right now? Do you notice a glow? Yeah, you do have a glow. I, uh, I, I just the light off a, your head. <laughs> I I've discovered a product called I think it's called hyaluric acid. I'm probably saying that wrong, but occasionally I get these weird ads on Amazon or Facebook or something like that, and it was for this uh, this facial acid <laughs> but it doesn't burn you it, it it moisturizes and gives you a glow so i was wondering if maybe that's what you were seeing because i just put some on i like to prepare for that i like to look my best for when i podcast with you <laughs> i again i just think it's the glare of the light off your head huh that i'm seeing you know you could have just humored me there's um, no reason that you couldn't have gone with me on this ride the other thing i was going to say is the only there, there's one thing that gives me wacky dreams. I do have dreams, but it's Nyquil. And if I take Nyquil, actually, more than I think the first night it's fine. If I take it a couple nights in a row, and oftentimes if I'm really congested or I have a bad cold, I keep on taking Nyquil. It gives me the craziest, not bad, not good, just like crazy, weird, vivid dreams that usually wake me up and and. I, I can't fall back asleep because they were so strange. I, uh, I Not only am I having strange dreams, I've had nightmares, and uh, I make a lot of noise, apparently, when I'm having a nightmare. And the reason I know that is, you know, showing the same sort of compassion and empathy I always show my children is I apparently was having a nightmare a couple days ago, and I have this all on camera. Uh, my daughter stood in the doorway and recorded it and called my son to come in. And they just recorded me like whimpering 
in my sleep and <laughs> they were just laughing laughing uncontrollably like because because the, their laughter is recorded and they just stood there for like 20 minutes until finally they're laughing so hard woke me up and then i yelled at them like what are you guys doing whereas when they have a nightmare they wake me up i have to go in the room sometimes i used to have to, you know stay in there stay in there or they come into our bed but when it's me they record me and i'm pretty sure you could see me whimpering on tiktok somewhere so you're like well, that's a bad dream if you're whimpering oh i i often they all i mean it's happened before my my wife makes fun of me they all make fun of me that i start going no 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 <laughs> i think it's because i'm dreaming of pivotal decisions in my life that i've made and i know deep down i made i often make the wrong one so i i don't know a lot of times i don't Remember, I mean, I used to have a dream that this very tall man in a top hat would be chasing me with big, long white teeth. And sometimes, like Abraham Lincoln, it was like Abraham Lincoln, but more of a skull face, a little more like Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas. If you know Jack Skellington, not really, but um, that's strange. I think if I were dreaming, no, 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 it would be like somebody trying to get me to go to the gym <laughs> or take my donuts away. Would no. your... <laughs> Don't would your would your family record you and then mock you, or do you think they would help you? Um, I don't. I mean, my kids have not come in my bedroom oh. like since they were probably ten years old. So it's been like eight years. Well, see. Our our house is kind of small, and the bedrooms are all on top of each other. And my daughter, uh, first of all, they're both teens now, so their doors are always locked. But the expectation is that my door is not just unlocked, but open, because my daughter is a bad sleeper. We have to sleep with the hall light on that shines in my eyes. Uh, and, and she um, she won't come into our room anymore, but she'll they'll wake my wife up a lot because... I won't wake up like, cause again, I it's torturable lack of sleep. So if they try to wake me up in the middle of the night, I often didn't hear them, but because of my uh, daughter's bad, like night terrors, we have to have a light on in the hallway and my door has to be open so that if there was like an intruder or a monster, hopefully they would get me first and allow her to, to escape. I think that's her reasoning. That's I, I, I can't, I'm a very light sleeper. I cannot sleep with light at all and and any noise wakes me up so we have a elderly dog our dog is almost i think 17 years old wow and he now i don't know if it's like a person but he wakes up at 4 30 every morning it's actually not always 4 30 sometimes it's 4 45 okay and he barks and he's tiny so he can't get on the bed and so it's unclear what he wants. And so there's now a routine where I have to get up, take him, put him outside. He doesn't pee. He just stands because he wears a diaper all the time anyway. He stands there. I bring him up. He wants to get on the bed. We put him on the bed. 30 seconds later, he wants to get on the floor. Then he wants to. It's the same routine. I don't know how to break it. Um, can you close your door and not let him in? No, he sleeps in the room. Oh. Um. How does a dog feel about you putting a diaper on him? 
I don't think he seems to care because he also will just walk up and pee, like wearing the diaper, he'll just walk up, look you in the eye and pee right wherever he is, like or right on the couch or right on the table. Like, and he'll, he'll just look at you and lift his leg and pee, but he's wearing a diaper. So I don't, I'm like, you dick. <laughs> so I'm assuming that behavior started and there was no diaper. And then you were like, what, what the deuce is this? No, and the deuce he drops also. <laughs> he, no. So he's a Shih Tzu and Shih Tzus, I guess, are not great with that in general. So he started peeing in the house. It was a behavioral thing, not a, not an incontinent thing. Okay. Probably two or three years ago. And he would wear a diaper if we were gone for any length of time or just occasionally, but then he started doing it too much. And so we just, now we got, um, they're reusable. They're, they're diapers that you could put in the washing machine. And we put, we put a pad in there that sticks on there that kind of helps soak some stuff up so we can wear it longer. And then um, he wears it 24-7. And you you do the diapering? Well, yeah, I mean, I will. It's just a Velcro thing. So and it only it doesn't cover poop. So it just goes around o- over his, his wiener. <laughs> he still poops. <laughs> he still poops. He's got some favorite spots. The laundry room. Which is great because that's right where you come in from the garage. So if you're not careful when you walk in from the garage, you can oftentimes step in a big turd. Which is bad enough, but then if you track it around the kitchen because you didn't realize you stepped in the turd, that's even worse. Um, And then he also poops in the living room where we watch TV. And he's got some favorite spots. Last night, uh, my wife was out. And I think because that threw him off, he didn't poo in his normal spot. So I walked in there. I'm like, okay, no poo. We sit down, watch TV, and he he's on the couch sleeping. And I get up, I step right in poo because he poops <laughs> in the wrong spot. Wow, it's maddening. Uh, what? It sounds like a lovely pet. I um, <laughs> my wife uh, came with cats. Yeah, she was a cat person, and uh. Two, actually, all three cats may have been the worst cats. I mean, I don't know how she had to work hard to choose. Well, all right, there's one. There was there was a big cat, Mo, who's all white, and Mo was actually a fairly normal cat, and he lived the longest. Um, and he, she had three cats. He hated me. He despised me, and like, and, and we were living together. Like, and if I left an article of clothing on the floor, he would, he would piss all over the article. And like, so sometimes I would wear like a hoodie and I would leave it. I would leave it um, I would leave it on the floor and not the floor, I would like leave it on a chair. Or maybe it would even the floor, like on the couch, wherever it was, I wasn't like just on the floor and I pick it up, but it'd be like on the sofa. And the next day I'd go to put it on the next time I go it out and I'd be out and I would like be sitting there and I'd be like, what's that smell? I'm like, God damn it. And I would smell like cat piss. And I remember distinctly, um, he also at night when I would be asleep, would, my wife wanted these cats to all have claws, claws. he would claw me, my feet. He would literally shred my feet through the blanket. Um, So one time I just had enough of this and I, and I locked him out of the room 
And I woke up and the, the last thing I was doing before I went to bed that night was I was looking at my mortgage, I was looking at the bill on my mortgage. And uh, so I put my mortgage down, I went to bed, I closed the door, I locked it. The next morning I get up and right square, I mean, he had to use a ruler to, I mean, it could have been more perfect in the middle. He took an enormous dump on my mortgage paper. <laughs> <laughs> He could not. I mean, it couldn't have been more geometrically perfect, uh, right in the middle. And I was like, "What? What an ass!" And that cat, that cat, hated me. Then there was another cat, Cleo. Um, no, this wasn't Cleo. I'm trying to remember what the middle cat's name. I can't even remember the middle cat's name was. That kid would just. That cat would just yowl like nonstop and try and get you to touch its butt, which I thought was really weird but the wor- the third one there was a persian cat and you know persian cats like a bred there's a lot of inbreeding that goes in with persian cats yeah so that cat was marginally better marginally than a house plant <laughs> like that cat would not let you touch it wouldn't let anybody touch touch her like my wife could touch her occasionally would like would run and hide would yowl um and also was incontinent uh in her house and but the worst is after <laughs> I'm home alone with these cats and I was, I never felt comfortable or safe in my own home. And that cat, that was a house plant that would never, and it would, sh- she would stare off into space. Like she would stare at the wall for 20, 25 minutes. So <clears throat> that cat, um, I was home one night, started pacing in a circle, which was odd. And then started going faster and faster and faster in the circle. And then, planted her front feet and like the as sort of like a fulcrum and then was with her back feet moving faster and faster in a circle and uh had like some sort of seizure and i was horrible <laughs> like i don't know what to do what do you do with a cat that's having a seizure um and the seizure ended and the cat came up to me and wanted me to pet it was the only time the cat let me pet pet her was post-seizure those were the three cats. Those were the three pets. So well, that that last story is disturbing. But what <laughs> what do you presume the message was from the poo on your mortgage papers? Because I hate you. I hate you. I mean, that cat hated me until, and then I was the one that had to go to put him down. He started getting all sorts of health problems. Um, and this is this is something scary. He started getting all sorts of health problems, and so I had to bring him to the vet to put him down. And I'm I'm sure his last moments were one of hatred. He's like, I wish, I wish I had the strength <laughs> to, to crap on you one more time before I go. I picture, I picture his thoughts in the voice of Stewie from family, family guy. <laughs> but, but then this is the spookiest thing. So about a week later, my daughter at the time who was maybe three painted a, like a, I don't know, was like a small piece of poster board it was all green with a like a lighter green and as you got in the center there was like a dark green and black mixture like a like a like a sphere of some sign so it was like all green and then like a blackish greenish circle in the center and i said uh what is that and she said it's it's mo the cat it's his soul <laughs> 
<laughs> I was I was terrified, and because my wife hung up every piece of art my kid made, I was haunted for years with a painting of Moe's soul uh, on the wall. And I'm sure I'm sure somehow it opened up like a portal into the net. Anything bad somehow allowed that cat to come through and get me. Well, where is that picture now? Is it gone? It's uh, it's finally gone. Good. So I, I have kind of a similar tale of whoa. So the, this dog that that wears the diaper, his name's Rusty. Yeah, and uh, I also inherited him. He came with my wife when I met her. There was two of them at the time. There was Rusty and Goliath, and they both had behavioral problems. They didn't like people, and so when I started when I met when I started dating my wife, and I met these dogs. They would bark all the time and, and run around and shake. And, and Rusty shakes. He's always shaking. He's just got uh, neurotic issues. And so over time, and eventually we moved in together, right? And so over time, Rusty and I came to an agreement. And, really? and we were able to coexist. And uh, <laughs> even begrudgingly... We're friendly, and I was doing things like feeding him and stuff in the morning. So I think he got used to me. And then, so this is before he, we're, we're now living together, but before he's wearing diapers full time. And so he was on our bed, and uh, which was normal. Like he would go on the bed, but he was, he's too little. He couldn't jump down, and he can't jump up because he's tiny. Um, and I go to lay down in bed and I lay down and the, there's my pillow is like something's wet on me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Is like, did I have something on me or something? And, and then I'm like, look around. I realize it's my pillow. Rusty has peed on my pillow. <laughs> and I bring it into my wife who's in the bathroom. I'm like, Rusty peed on my pillow. She's like, no. I'm like, Look, and like it was so clearly pee. It smelled right. like pee. I'm like, you know, you think you know a dog. <laughs> you think you, you're mending fences with a dog, and then he goes ahead and pees on your pillow. Yeah, yeah. That's how the cats. They, my, they my friends and family said that they were shocked that that dog still was alive in my house <laughs> after that. Yeah. I mean... That's a tough one. Like, what do you do when... I, I threw away the pillow. That's what I did. <laughs> what do you do when the person you're romantically interested in uh, comes with terrible animals? Like, that's all. That's a conundrum. My my wife now switched. After, after the demon cat passed on and then the plant cat passed on and the yowler passed on, we had nothing. And then we had kids. And then my, dog, my, my wife decided uh, we had to have a dog. And I... I begrudgingly agreed to one small dog. And I like dogs, but our house is not that big. Um, and then, of course, she could only get a dog with emotional issues. So the dog had like terrible anxiety when we would leave. So she was pushing for another dog to keep it company, to keep him company. And I wasn't really I was sort of on the fence about it because I felt bad that you'd see the dog shaking when we would leave. But also, you know, we're gone all day and I didn't know whether or not it was a good idea and our house is small and all the things I was told with like, oh, I will walk the dog every day. We're all going to take care of it. Well, they were all lies. Nobody walked the dog. 
whatsoever. So I, I, we were talking about it. And then magically at my daughter's birthday, we had like a whole bunch of people, family over a second dog just showed up at our house with like owners from like a pet rescue place. Like they came in and my wife was, Oh, I, I didn't know you were coming. And I she totally knew they were coming because they couldn't yell at her in front of all these friends and family. And then we had a second dog and nobody, nobody, um, that dog didn't like people. It was an outdoor dog. Didn't like it. Kind of liked the first dog a little bit. They kind of got along, but uh, it's exactly what my wife wanted—an animal that only liked <laughs> that only liked her. And then she—that was fine for a year. She proceeded that we had to have a third dog. Could we just look at third dog? She really wanted something called a blue tick coon hound. Have you ever heard of that dog? No, I liked the sound of it, but I never heard of it. Um. They're like hunting dogs. And so she's looking around. I don't know why she decided that we had to have a third dog. And I, I didn't necessarily want the third dog, but um, she was relentless and just kind of wore me down. And so I'm like, all right, we'll go. I'll go look at this blue tick coon hound. And the blue tick coon hound was in Indiana, like an hour and a half drive to go see it. And we <laughs> we drive to very rural house was kind of isolated uh, not much around and the house was kind of not well maintained and we walk in and it was just pandemonium there were dogs everywhere but what what was most notable is the kitchen was gated off there was like a baby gate that I would say was about three three feet high and in the kitchen behind it was the blue tick coon hound who had his teeth like completely like he was, he was showing all his teeth growling like in Sly Cujo, like growling and jumping up into the air just over and over again. Like a, he was on a trampoline and it was easily clearing the baby gate, but didn't quite know to move forward like he, he didn't i don't think he knew that he was clearing it and so he's just jumping up and down growling and like <sighs> my wife is trying to like oh he's he's adorable i'm like he's adorable like <laughs> mad and my kids were like looking at me and so the woman's like i'm gonna put him on a leash and i'm gonna take him out and she <laughs> she put the dog on a leash and the dog came running out like lunging and yapping and then ran over to uh, the wall, like a baseboard and then lifted up its leg and peed all over the house. And at that point I told my wife that she could get that dog, but I'm leaving and I'm taking my kids with me <laughs> if she does. So we didn't get that dog, but in, in the consolation was we got an enormous hound dog that, um, I, and I didn't want a really big dog. The dog's like 80 pounds, 85 pounds. And, my wife hates the dog. I, and that's the only dog I like. He's the nicest, gentlest dog. The only thing I dislike about him is he sheds so much and he wants to sleep on the bed on me. And I finally said he could sleep next to me in a bed. Like I let him sleep in the bed with me, but I, he's so big. I couldn't, and he always wanted to sleep on me so big. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. And if I had to get out to go to the bath, like I could, he was heavy. Yeah. So I got him a dog bed next to it. And he's, he's very unhappy that he doesn't get to sleep in the bed anymore. Uh, and, and I think I'm pretty sure that dog has, has hit me in the nuts. Yeah. Well, that's why I like him. He's hmm. selective. He's selective. About it. <laughs> but 
But I like, I, I am, I've, be, I've realized I've become much more of a dog person than I ever was. I don't admit this to my wife because my role has always been the curmudgeon dog opposer. But now on like social media, pretty much I just watch dog rescue videos. That's all I do is I'll go on to Facebook and I watch. There's always like a before and after where there's like some poor trembling dog that hasn't been fed is all bony and needs to, like growling and terrified and needs to be cleaned. And then like somebody comes and rescues them and they bring them to the vet and they clean them up and they feed them. And all of a sudden he kind of metamorphoses into like this perfect loving uh, dog. But I could never let my wife know that I watched those because she would mock me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've mended fences with Rusty after peeing on my pillow and he is a cute, he's a very cute dog and he's actually very sweet. He's only got four teeth at this point because they've all been pulled because they were rotten and stuff. And so, and he's helpless and, and he, whatever. So I, I do get along with him. And so, but like you, she'll say to me, isn't Rusty cute? And I, I, I always say, he's all right. Yeah. You can't, you can't admit it. We've, right. we've, we're committed. We've and she'll committed. say, like, don't you love Rusty? And I say, he's all right. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you can't, I don't know what the unwritten rule is or why, <laughs> but you cannot, once you've chosen this course, you, even if you feel completely different, somehow something you lose by backing down. You have to, the but yeah, because I don't, I literally, if my wife comes into the room and I'm watching those videos on my phone, I, I close it right away. I don't want her, <laughs> I don't want her knowing. That it's like I getting watch, caught watching porn. Right. You're watching dog rescue, so you close it. I don't let my kids know that either. Like nobody knows that that's what I'm doing on my phone. Is I and I will watch. That's all like all like Facebook and Instagram. Like anytime I get an ad, they're all dog related. They're dog products or dog care because I spend uh, an inordinate amount of time watching dog rescue. Videos. So you actually all know like if if you're watching that and they watch walk in and you turn on the porn and just like, oh I was just watching porn <laughs> just to cover up the dog rescue videos. <laughs> it's more it's yeah because I don't I don't know what it is and it's not like I'm you know super masculine and I'm afraid that I would be mocked. I just feel like somehow if my wife knew that I was watching these videos it would be she would like mock me and take it as an enormous victory and that I suffered some sort of terrible defeat. And you probably end up with three more dogs. Right. There's, there's <laughs> that Cause she, yeah, there's not an animal that she won't bring home, but yeah, but now I like the dogs they have the big white one. He's a coward. He's afraid of everything. And he always runs to me and he's shaking and I try and calm him down. Um, and Everybody says he's my dog, which is odd because uh, my wife feeds the dogs more. And usually, I thought it was the people that feed them that they tend, that tends to be their person. But the big, I think it's because I relate to it. He's a big white goofy dog, and I'm a big white goofy person. So yes. we we have that together. Yeah. Um, well, this has been a good conversation. Not what we actually planned on talking about, but we've hit 38 minutes here, so. I think it's probably a good place to wrap it up. Caffeine and pets. Caffeine right. and pets. I'll write that down. But it has been a pleasure speaking with you, Ludacris. Likewise, Armand, as always. Until the next time, and maybe we'll actually have a topic to talk about. Uh, maybe. Maybe. 50% of our listeners might like that. Right. And we don't, that's a large demographic. It's a large swatch of our demographic. <laughs> 50%.
Well, have a good evening, and until next time. You do the same. Right. Peace out. Peace.